It's playoff time on today's episode of Locked On 76ers. Keith and I discuss the 76ers and the Toronto Raptors in round one quarterfinal matchup in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Who wins? How do they get it done? What are the chances of the Philadelphia 76ers against the Raptors? Tough regular season series. We discuss it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers. Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, what's up, D? How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Good to be here as always. Always good to be here. But, D, I want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the games start. We got a lot to talk about, D. Let's get into it. Yes, we do. First, welcome, everybody. You're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, as always, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Enquirer.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On is free and available on all platforms, including right here with us, YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, seasons come to an end 51 and 31. The Sixers ended their regular season last night against the Pistons with a uh, 12 point victory. They got it done. They sweep the final two games at home, and now it's time for the postseason. They are the fourth seed, hosting the fifth-seeded Toronto Raptors. A lot of Sixer fan, Keith, as you know, from your side, from my side, whether it's the writing, the podcast, or even on the radio for myself, a lot of fans wanted to avoid the Toronto Raptors in this first-round matchup. The Raptors took the season series 3-1 and winning two of their games in Philadelphia on the home floor at the center. So, Keith, I got to ask you right away, before we get into how far can they go, what's the key for their success, uh, when you look at this matchup right off the top, uh, what were your immediate reaction? The key for their success? I think um, – I keep saying Jimmy Butler. I think James Harden <laughs> needs to get it going. He has to. I mean, when you look at it right now, we talk about the keys to success – you know, it's, it's a lot of things. The Sixers don't have a, 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 a big margin of error. They got a small margin of error against this team. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, they're going to make adjustments. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But basically, I mean, James Harden has to make shots, right? Because right now we look at it, and the Sixers' best best way to beat them is Joel Embiid going 40 and 10, Right. They're going to do whatever they can. They're going to do these trick defenses. They're going to do. They're going to mix zones. They're going to do all types of things to get uh, Joel off of his like rocker, so to speak. So what's going to have to happen is, I think that James Harden is going to have to come to play. He's going to have to knock down shots. He's going to have to be closer to the James Harden that we expected him to be once he got traded. And another thing is, like outside of that, you know, you look at it. They're two best shooters. Right now is Danny Green and George Niang. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to move them off the spot and do what they have to. So that's why it's extremely vital for 
James Harden to get it going. That's the ingredients to beat this team. Uh, interesting, all interesting points, of course, and you, you're right on with, with everything you're talking about. This is why you acquired them at the trade deadline, Keith. This is exactly why you do it, and uh, you just want to make sure that when things line up, when he talks about the spacing and he talks about them getting it going and all the other reasons to their success, just put up a shut-up time now. And mm-hmm. that's this is why you brought them in. Um, before I give my keys to success, ask you right away, uh, for your prediction, what, what is your prediction for the seven-game series starting uh, next weekend here in Philadelphia? Wow, man, you put me on the spot, player. Have my, to, have to. My prediction, I'm sorry, people in Philly, I know a lot of people are going the other way. My prediction is that the Sixers lose in six. I could mm. be wrong, but I, I, I think I think that this is an extremely tough matchup, matchup. not having Matisse Seibel on the road. Is going to hurt them. You know, um, people are going to have to step up. And um, they just got too many, too many offensive guys, I think, that's going to impact the game. And I I think that Toronto is going to beat the 76ers in six. Okay. Uh, I'll just start with my prediction. My prediction is sixers and seven. Uh, It's going to be crucial for them to have have their uh, game one and game seven. This is what you play for a home court advantage for for games one and seven. Now, we saw it bite them last season and bite them in a bad way in the postseason in round two against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I have them in seven, and part of the reason why I have them in seven, Keith, anytime we go into a playoff series, it's always about who has the best player on the floor. And without question, the Sixers will have the best player on the floor. He will still put up numbers. Will it be a defense of Nick Nurse's where he says, allowed Joel Embiid to go off, and to your point, shut down hard and maxi and a different group of players. You can't shut them all down, but less impact from them, meaning no no win while Embiid still gets his, but they don't total the number they need to come up with at least one point, point better than the Raptors. But for me, having the best player on the floor and in the series uh, is, is a big key here in this one because they are a team. We know they have two all-stars in Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam. Sixers have two all-stars as well, but they go about it differently. They are a team in every sense of the word where everybody gets theirs. And while Embiid is heavy, led the league in scoring at 30-plus points, fantastic job that he did. Congratulations to him. Uh, I, I think, though, even with them being a team and the Sixers being a team in a different way, carrying that best player on the floor and in the series uh, mantle on your shoulders is enough for them to get it done to start. Everything else that has to go with the James Harden part of it. If we go second best player, as good as Siakam and Van Bleed are, if we're talking everyone's healthy, James Harden is the second best player in the series. There's no reason for him not to play better, especially with all the things that he has said of what they need to do and himself included. They, they desperately need everybody to step up and play their style of game and maybe even rise it to another level simply because of the fact that these are not the Washington Wizards, right, Keith? This is <laughs> this is the defense. These are the championship team of them a couple of seasons ago when they won with, of course, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. But the other players are still there. The head coach is still there. Nick Nurse, he's fantastic. So I look at them taking this in seven because they have the best player in the series. They'll get enough help from everyone else to make sure that in that game seven at the center, 
that they walk away with the victory. So that's me. The coaching is going to be important. All of that is going to be fun to pay attention to. It's going to be a great series, in my opinion, a great one to start off with uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. And Keith, I got before we uh, take this quick break, we got to make sure we let everybody know that when we get back on the other side, if they do get past, how do they get past outside of James Harden? We'll get to that when we get back on the other side here on Locked On 76ers. But Keith, with the playoffs getting underway, hey, man, it's, it's, my, it's, it's, it's my duty to let the team know that they need to eat right. And while I know they do uh, for what they do to take care of their bodies, they also got to eat right. No candy bars on the plane, no candy bars in the locker room, no sweets. Go with the Built Bar. It's worked for us. It's worked for me. It's worked for you. And I want to know from the people, we've been talking about this, have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are the fan favorite for a lot of people reading some of the comments and all and people talking about them. The incredible flavors also include yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream, pie, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. They're all low in calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Keith, we're going to have some long days and nights because of the postseason. I encourage many people to get in there and get involved with Built Bar. They think about the thing. They're all about the taste. They make it delicious first. They worry about everything else thereafter. So get in on it. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 50% off your order using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you may get your podcast all right keith again the philadelphia 76ers can make it to the second round at least for me for right now that's my opinion with them moving on from toronto the matchup would be the winner of the miami and the number eighth seed and i think that's a pretty good road for the sixers to be tested in round one and of course having at least an opportunity against the Miami Heat because I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Everyone is dangerous in their own right, but I believe Milwaukee is the best team. So, Keith, in the event that they do get past the Toronto Raptors, even though you said you don't think they'll fall short, you don't think that they'll get it done, in the event that they do, what are your chances, what do you give them as far as the chances of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and finally getting past that second round? You know, I, I think, like, again, I, I just think it's going to be tough for them because when I look at this 76ers team, and, again, there's no knock on, on the Sixers, I just look at a team with one star right now. I mean, I, I get James Harden is a great player, but right now when we look at his shooting, he just hasn't been playing well. You know, Tyrese Maxey has had some great games, but he still is at his best when Harden's not on the floor or when Harden kicks the ball up to him and he gets in transition. I don't know how many transition baskets are they going to get in the, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs. And another thing is Tobias Harris. I love Tobias, but Tobias Harris tends to get get going early in the first quarter, early in the games, 
but then he starts to get lost a little bit as the game goes along. Maybe you can contribute is that, that him, or is that the players not finding him? I think that's. A, I think it's a little bit of the players not finding him. So to me, it's like you know, I, when I look at that team, I look at the 76ers, You know, I, I, I you know, again, they got to show me more. But when you look at this team right now, when we look at the um, the Milwaukee Bucks, let's just say they get to the Milwaukee Bucks right now, right? So that would be the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah. Well, or well, not the um. Oh, so the Bucks will be in the Eastern. Well, the Sixers are okay. Sixers are number four. You look at you, you look at um, you look at uh, Brooklyn, right? I mean, excuse me. You look at Brooklyn. Yeah, you look at Brooklyn. Or, or let's say if Brooklyn becomes the eighth seed, if they slip, and then you you talk about Miami, right? They knock out Miami. I, I'm I'm just I, you know I don't know. Like I, I think they have a pretty good chance. Maybe they can match up well against Miami, but when we get down to coaching and it's not a knock against doc rivers, but I just think that this other guy, you know, is probably one of the first guys who came up with these schemes against Embiid and is just going to try to get him out of his game. Now, you know, the Sixers could win, you know, Kyle Lowry is a good player. Jimmy Butler's a good player. Um, Bam Adebayo is a good player, but I, I, in, in that matchup, um, I do think, Maybe I'm double talking now, but you know, if it's not Milwaukee, I'm concerned about Milwaukee. But I do think that they'll have a pretty good chance against the Miami Heat. However, yeah. mm-hmm. again, I just don't think they're going to get past Toronto. That's just me. I just don't see them getting past Toronto. No, it's not going to be an easy one. It's certainly going to be a tough matchup for them in the in the first round. And one thing for me when when we talk about this tough matchup is. I look at it, man, and I'm, I'm like, look, we we've seen them get there with the easy matchup, which is again, that Washington Wizards from last season. We saw how that got them ready for the Atlanta Hawks. They lost Game One against the Atlanta Hawks. People forget that they, and we all just think about Game Seven, but they lost three or four on the home floor at the center as the number one seed to that Atlanta Hawks squad. So uh, they have to be on their game. They have to be right. Victor Oladipo had 40 points last night. I know we're jumping ahead uh, to something totally different, but I was just, as you mentioned, the Miami Heat and what they have. Victor Oladipo had 40 points last night uh, for the Miami Heat against the Orlando Magic. So uh, they're trying to just simply put things together. So, yes, if the uh, Sixers do, in fact, beat the Toronto Raptors, it will be the winner of the Miami or the Atlanta Charlotte, whoever advances uh, from the play-in. Uh, situation there uh, whoever advances in general that's who will play as we know the eight seed will play at the Miami Heat in round one so the Sixers would get the Heat and the winner of that one and that one that that one to me despite Butler Lowry Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero everybody that they have that's a more favorable matchup in the second round than the Milwaukee Bucks so they're they're they have to get by, of course, Toronto in round one. That, that's the question. Uh, the keys for me, I know I didn't get really deep into it outside of Joel Embiid, which was simply the keys for me, Keith, are defense, number one, have to be much better in defense overall totality because Doc Rivers talked about it. They can put points on the board against anyone. But can you put points on the board, number one, against Toronto Raptors where you put them away? And can you slow them down enough with all of what they do to your point? So defense is number one, transition defense in there mixed in as well. Rebounding, 
because Toronto, they just simply have their way on the offensive glass, Keith, against the 76ers for whatever reason, whether it's the, the want to, the effort that's being given by the Raptors versus what the 76ers are doing. They have to keep those guys off the glass. They're all active from Kim Birch to Precious Achua to um, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam. Those guys get after it. And we haven't even seen OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet, to your point. So that's going to be something that they have to make sure that they hone in on. And they have to just get in simply to making sure that they keep those guys off the glass and transition points. You need to get transition points and not give up as much as we have seen to the opposition. You got to get out and run. This is not like we used, we're accustomed to seeing when Simmons was here, where they would get out in the open floor and finish in transition. You have to take advantage of when you get the rebound, push the pace, and get out there and get some easy buckets. Because as you talked about with their defensive versatility, their principles are sharp. They understand their system. They know how to, your point, defend Joel Embiid. And they're going to put length on James Harden to kind of throw him off a little bit. So you know they're going to try to find some mismatches and try to find some cross matches, if you will, and get some ideal situations for James Harden to go against, let's say, Gary Trent Jr. versus Scotty Barnes or Fred Van Vliet. They're going to try to do those things. And they got to work those, man. They got to be crisp, and they have to keep the turnovers down as well. So it's going to be a tough series. I don't mind it personally because they have to be on their game for round two as well if they are going to advance to what we're talking about past round one, round two, and into the Eastern Conference Finals, Keith. So those are my keys as well to go along with it. It's going to be fun to talk with you about it after every game since I went game in seven for the Sixers and you went to Raptors in six. We're going to have a lot to talk about and a lot of fun doing so. So as we do that, man, on the other side, we need to talk about the coaching matchup. We got a Hall of Famer and a potential Hall of Famer and a 1,000-plus winner in wins for Doc Rivers, a guy who is a top 15 head coach of all time, as announced by the NBA this season. And we have another one in Nick Nurse, who's been a tremendous coach since taking over for Dwayne Casey in Toronto with the title already under his belt and coaching this team the way that he's doing. Keith, we'll get to the coaching battle on the other side and how important these two gentlemen are on the sidelines right here next on Locked On 76ers. Yeah, we'll get to it. I mean, you know, it's going to be a great coaching battle, but you know what, man? Yes, sir. The thing that I really want to talk to people about is they could probably bet on these coaching battles too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Certainly the series. They can for sure. Yeah. Go to betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info, right? For all your latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season, BetOnline is your continued source for all the sport wagering information. From live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts today. Well, the game doesn't start for about another few days and during the weekend, Keith. And uh, we'll see where things are for the Philadelphia 76ers. But I got to ask you, man, um, Doc Rivers, you know him well. We've seen, of course, we've seen what Nick Nurse can do against the 76ers. When you look at this matchup and you look at these two coaches that are regarded as two great coaches in the NBA today, 
how do you look at this matchup? You have already said that Toronto, uh, your prediction is winning six, but the matchup on the sidelines, how do you see this between these two coaches that, again, are held in high regard in the league? You know, I think it's going to be a good matchup. You know, I, I think, you know, the thing with Doc Rivers, like he's a good coach, but you also got people who like him and people who don't like him, you know, stuff like that. And I, and I feel like, you know, he's going to be well, he's, he's going to do, he's going to do very well. But, you know, I think that, you know, this guy, Nick Nurse is a really good defensive uh, uh, statistician. And I, I feel like, you know, right then and there, you know, the Sixers could be up to um, – could have some hard times, have some trouble. Hey, look, y'all, hold on. What's your name, man? Terrell. Come here, Terrell. Tell everybody say why. Hold on one sec. Terrell's like, we're doing a podcast. So, Terrell, who you think is going to win the – who you think is going to win the, uh, the the first round series between the Sixers and the uh, Toronto Raptors? I want the Sixers to win, but Toronto got our number. <laughs> they got our number? Yeah, so, got our number. <laughs> all right. So, so like, who, who you think got to play well? Tobias Harris. Really? Oh, there you go. Like he, he's. A, I mean, to me, he was supposed to have been the second leading scorer since they got him, but he ain't been showing up since they got him. But yeah, he got to show up, and James Harden got to show up. So All right, he's so- gonna burn and be even and maxi out if if they don't. I mean, the other two leading scorers on the team don't show up, then yeah, it's gonna be a quick series. But that's just my opinion. All right, so look, we appreciate it, bro. We're going five, sixes and five. Whoa. All right. Whoa, look at that, <laughs> So we got a cameo from my man Terrell, who said the sixers and five. But when we get back to the coach, when we get back to the coaching aspect, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, sixers, uh, they're just going to have to deal with. You know, I know Doc is going to try to mix and match. He's going to try to do some schemes. But I don't know, man. This guy, Nick Nurses, and I'm not saying he's a better coach than Doc. I'm just saying from his history, he has a good scheme against the Sixers. Yes, he does. Down there, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's one of those things. Now, Doc Rivers is one of those coaches. I get it. Either you love him or you hate him, right? Um <laughs> But there's a lot of people in Philly who, you know, they get upset with him. But, again, I just think that Nick Nurse, when it comes down to devising defensive schemes, he's, he's, a, he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. He's one of my favorites in the NBA to pay attention to, to see how they, they do things and see uh, how, how, how they uh, just decide each game to do things differently when it comes to his schemes, to your point. Um, and uh, I, for an example, the first time we saw Toronto in the preseason, Keith, remember? You saw him in the preseason. Scotty Barnes comes out and he's defending Tyrese Maxey on the ball as the point guard. And we're like, or, and Shake Milton as well. And we're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, but then we see him doing it all season long. The kid can play one through five defensively, ha- having him bring the ball up, playing off the ball, setting screens, being a roller and improving his jump shot as well as the season has gone along. He's a tremendous player. And knowing, of course, that as the number four overall selection in last season's, last um, June's draft, how important that he could be as things have gone along, we're talking about a veteran team with experience, with championship pedigree. And they put this 19-year-old kid in there and give him the ball. And what they do defensively with him, 
with Siakam. Kim Birch is a physical player. Seeing him over the years and playing in Orlando and what he's able to do, bringing Chris Boucher in with his length. While he may not be the most physical, he's long. He's athletic. He can bother you with that length. So I agree with you that Nick Nurse and the staff, they'll they'll have things ready to go for the Sixers. And, and Keith, we've seen this so much time and so many times in the playoffs. Even though they've played each other four times in a regular season, the Raptors won 3-1. There are times when you haven't seen something, right? Because they kept something hidden as far as their plays, their schemes, defensively, and what they want to do. Well, we haven't seen it yet. So they might, just like the Sixers, the Sixers may pull something out of their hat that we haven't seen all season that they've been just storing away just for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, but that's what the playoffs is all about. But, you know, to me, it's just, you just got to, like, like my man T said, Tobias has to show up. You know, uh, uh, Harden has to show up. Um, dudes are going to have to make some big shots. And, and we'll see. Like, the scheme could work out well, bro, but if they ain't hitting the shots, I mean, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, scheme's going to get you too far. Yeah, <laughs> it, it ain't about, you know, it ain't always about the X's and the O's. It's about the Billy and the Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, hey, for me, you have the Joe. And that's, for me, is what's going to tip them over uh, over top of the Toronto Raptors because you do have that Joe. Not Isaiah Joe. Talking about Joel Embiid and how tremendous he has been all season long. Keith, before we let everybody go, and we'll continue to do these, of course, throughout the week as we lead into the first game, which we'll know the schedule later, um, Matisse Thibel. Uh, he's a big part of what the Sixers have done all season long. And he did speak last night post game and explaining why he – won't be able to play in the series in Toronto games three and four first to be determined later on for game six, if need be. Uh, for the people who may not have heard it, could you explain what Matisse Thibault said and his reasoning why he is not playing in Toronto? You know, basically it's about, um, you know, uh, what is it, naturalistic medicine, holistic and all that stuff. You know, M- Matisse thought that initially – he wanted to get he wanted to get the vaccine, and he thought that by getting the vaccine, that would make him that that would basically um, stop him from catching COVID. Well, he realized that that that's not possible. So basically, he thought like it will stop him from getting COVID. That where he could protect others, and then once he realized that you can't you like you can still get COVID while you're vaccinated he realized he didn't want to do it. So basically he wanted to treat himself holistically, right? And he wanted to do all these other things like with the sciences and all that and, and do it that way. And he realized he was thinking of considering about going back and changing his mind and going back and basically um, taking the vaccine so he could help his teammates out. But then he realized that that's not going to work out. So he didn't do it. You know. Well, yeah, man. Uh, I happened to see, you know, some of it afterwards. I was doing the post game while you were in there, and the, the way that I found out was from you <laughs> and letting me know uh, what Matisse Thibault had said, and he pointed out, as you mentioned, that uh, holistically, you know, throughout his life, his family, they don't believe in the medicines, basically. 
Nah, and, I don't want to say his life and his family. I I, 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 this I was is, looking at the quote. Yeah, yeah, said. yeah. That's what he. I mean, because I mean, here's the thing. His his mother was a a, a doctor. Um, what what you call it? Uh, she was a doctor who was all into that stuff. So she did that thing. But I don't want to make it seem like his family is a, a bunch of unvaxxed people. Uh, um, people, people, no, no. People wanted him to get, and I'm not correcting you. I'm just saying because people might say this. You know, I, I think that you know Matisse. Matisse is a smart guy, and, and, I, and he thinks a lot. And I, I think that you know his mom did some things. He's a he's a really healthy guy, but I guess he felt like you know what if I if if I can do this if I'm continuing to do this and I'm and I'm uh, if I'm getting vaccinated but I can still get COVID and I could give COVID to other people, then I might as well do what I know what I need to do to do it. So I feel like this was more of, now I know that his mother was a doctor and, and, and you know, dealt with those type of holistic medicines and stuff like that. But I feel like this was more of Matisse than his family. If that yeah, makes sense. He, he talked about growing up with Chinese medicine as yeah. well. And um, with the upbringing coming into the situation, I'm just reading it felt like he had a solid foundation of medical resources that could serve him well beyond the vaccine and what that could do for him. And as things escalated into what you had already stated uh, about um, things playing out and uh, consider reconsidering things and looking at it differently, uh, he decided against it. So uh, he feels like he can get it done. He said he's, you know, it's tough not being there for his teammates. And he ex basically said he accepts any consequences that come with this at this point. So um, it's going to be a develop. This is a big development for this series, seven game series, but he's a starter. He's an all NBA defensive player and they're going to miss him. Now the rotation looks different. Everyone has to step up in a certain role uh, with Matisse Thibault now out. So Keith, uh, on our next episode, man, we got a lot to talk about with this series from players that are now going to be from Danny Green to Shake Milton to Paul Reed, who had a fantastic game on Sunday night in the season series, season, regular season finale, pardon me, uh, as well. So I want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. On our next episode, again, we'll get into some of the other players that outside of James Harden have to step up and not only what he needs to do, but in the absence of Matisse Thibel, Danny Green is the obvious choice. But there are other things that are going to need to be done from Doc Rivers on down as X-Factors to get this whole thing done and move on to the second round. Now, after listening to us on Locked On 76, is your first listen. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available, Keith, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I, I want to say something to the people. My man T made a cameo. I know it was a little crazy. No, that's, but he, that's but live recording, man. He, he, said some, he said some great things. First, the brother had me, like, when I first walked in here, i like, well, dang, what's this, a robbery? <laughs> Bull came in with all black with his ski mask going on. Like, but, nah, it was all good. It was all uh, good. He was, nah. uh, he was hey, dropping out. Listen, this is this is live. So as we yeah. record it live and everybody sees it later on, we're recording live. Sometimes we have to record while we're still in the arena. 
it, yeah. it's what it is and yeah. uh locked we, on, we bring it we bring it to you real locked on the doors weren't locked no. <laughs> but you you stay locked on the podcast Next time they're gonna be locked but it's all good all right y'all i want to thank y'all and, and we'll see we'll talk to y'all tomorrow peace, peace. you got it thanks man appreciate it keith bye, bye.